this last, uh, yesterday, Friday, Friday, I took my dad to uh, his uh, appointment at Del Mar. He does uh, therapy there for his moms three times a week. And so each of his kids take turns and Friday was my day. So I, I uh, picked him up and we, we drove over and uh, I waited for him while he was doing his thing. And, and then on the way back, Delnor, we were stopped at that light uh, by Delnor and Randall there. Um, not Candle, but the other one. It's a long light. And uh, he was real talkative. And, uh, and he, was kind of, he likes to reminisce. He's getting into his 87 and he likes to talk about the past. And, and, he, and he said, Danny, you know, your mother and I, we used to worry so much about you when you were growing up. And I was like, oh gosh, where's this going to go? And, uh, and, and they did, they had, they had their hands full. But uh, he started to you know, tell stories and he, laughing about them. And, uh, and they were, some of them were funny. Um, and he goes, yeah, we used to worry so much about you. He goes, and he goes now, now look at you. And he meant it as a, as a, as a like, wow, God is good. And... Uh, so proud of you. He says that a lot. He goes, "I'm so blessed," and all this kind of stuff. He says, but he, you know, he says, "And now look at you." But what I heard was, "Oh, now look at you." And and I and I and not because of the things he was bringing up, but sometimes, and I don't know if you're like me, but it's like I'll see myself through the lens of maybe the things I don't like about myself, or the things that I've done wrong, or. So the things that current struggles are sins, huh? And so he's like, yeah, look at you. And I'm like, man, look at you. You've got a lot of work to do. I'm thinking this interior. But you know, that's a temptation. And here's my dad trying to like say, God, it's so good. And you know, where we were and what you were about. And now look at you and look what you're trying to do. And, and, and we have this tendency that's like, man, I'm a mess. And it's to overlook God's goodness, I think, sometimes. And so after I dropped him off, and instead of going home, I drove up to St. Peter's in Geneva and to, to go to confession. I found Father McFadden and asked him to hear my confession. And you'd say, well, why don't you go to Father Pacer or Father Arnold? It's kind of, we don't do that. Um, we, we don't go to confession to each other. <laughs> you guys have to go to us, but we don't have to go to each other, you know? Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I went to confession, and what, you know, what I confessed was sort of like a, a doubting of God's mercy sometimes. And, you know, and I, and I totally believe that's a temptation of the devil, right? And, you know, looking at my folks, you know, all the things that struggles I had trying to stay in line and how they worked so hard to channel my energies appropriately so that things would work out, and it did. It worked out, I think, for the most part. And... Their patience and their forbearance were great examples of trust in God, and and, and that they, they, you know, they never like held grudges, you know, they never lorded it over me and saying, "I remember when you did this." Uh, it, it was just a it was just a beautiful way of trying to correct fraternally without uh, an overbearing nature. Huh? That's what that's what they did. And, and, and I, I think that's what the Lord is talking about today in some way.
And he talks about the weeds and the wheat, and we're all a mixture of both. We all have great things in our life, the weeds. But mixed in with it are, 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 the, are the weeds, the, the stuff in our life that we struggle with, huh? that maybe uh, we worry about, or our parents worry about, about us, or things in our life that need to be corrected. Huh? Bad stuff, sins, weaknesses. That's just part of life. But the weeds, and what does Jesus say? Does he say, get rid of it? Get rid of that person? Like my, it's like my parents had said, you know what, you did this, or this, or this, or this, or this, and, and they, they used it as an opportunity to get me to grow, grow up. They used it as life lessons, but they never said, we, we hate you, we reject you, we're gonna give you the silent treatment, we're, 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 gonna, we're going to uh, kick you out or walk away from you. We're gonna rip you out because of that weed. Rather, they said, how can we allow you to grow and through that growth and through that correction and through that love and forbearance and patience and mercy, get that weed to be transformed into something good. You know, Jesus doesn't want uh, less weeds or less weeds. He wants more wheat. And the way to do that isn't to rip it out, it's to transform it by grace, huh? Isn't that a great idea that the Lord gives to us today? And do we practice it, huh? It's like I said, there's a temptation, there's a temptation to like, oh, look at me. And that's why I went to confession right away because I realized what that was. That was the old man saying, I don't deserve this. Like my dad said, look at you, you've got, you, 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 I'm so proud of you. And I'm thinking to myself for a brief moment, I don't deserve any of this, I'm a, I'm a wretch. And that's not what the Lord wants from us. He doesn't want us wallowing in our self-pity. He wants us to look at our stuff and give it to him so he can change it. He can, he can not rip it out and reject us and walk away from us, but rather take this thing in our life that's a weed, a weed, and change it into a weed to transform us by the very things we're ashamed of into the very thing he wants us to be, which is a child who knows, who knows he's loved by God. So what's the problem? Here it is. Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? That's, that's human nature. That's, that's our sinfulness. What does he say? An enemy has done this. And he goes on later at the end to say, that's the devil. That's the devil, brothers and sisters. Isn't it ironic that the very thing that we are wounded by, things in our life that have hurt us or things that we've done to other people, the things that we carry with us that we think about and we're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Or the things that we say, instead of saying, hey, look at me, we say, oh, look at me. I'm a loser. I don't deserve any of this. I just don't even do it. I just, oh. Or where we do it to other people, we remind our spouse, remember that thing you did 30 years ago? I'm still mad about it. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep bringing that up. Or we do it to our kids, just belittle them or, or, or just push them down because we're angry and we're working on our own issues on our kids. Or we do it to our friends or people we work with. 
We're just one long list of I am going to hold you in your sin. I'm going to know you by your sin. An enemy has done that. It's the devil using our insecurities, our wounds. He gets into our wounds and he rips the scabs and he just breathes fire out of And he makes us uh, feel that way. Unloved, but also people who don't forgive. An enemy has done this. And look what, look what the result of that is. That, you know, we're filled with this idea that we don't deserve God's love. We don't deserve to be here. We don't deserve the good things we have. No, we do. God wants you to be happy. And you deserve to be happy. But at the same time, you have to recognize, we have to recognize that the key to that is not just ignoring the things that are wrong with us or wrong with other people, but asking God's love, His mercy, His forbearance, His medicine of, of, of mercy just to be applied as a salve to that wound from whence comes all our insecurities. That thing where the devil is just messing with us and exploiting it, and we're living off that nastiness and taking it out on ourselves and other people. Uh, Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You, when you hear those words, it's like me, when I said, oh, look at me, what did I do? I ran to his mercy, I ran to confession. Because I know what that is. And so when you get that, you say, Lord, I offer this temptation to self-loathing or self-hatred or the hatred and loathing of others. I offer up this temptation because I know it's coming out of a wound and the devil's in there messing with it. So I'm offering up this temptation uh, uh, as a prayer for, for others, as a prayer for my family, as a prayer for conversion. And the very thing the devil then is using to hurt you, you now throw back in his face by using it as an opportunity to pray for those you love and their conversion. It's like Padre Pio. He was in his room at night, and the devil would come in. And this happened a lot to him. And would physically start to throw him around the room and hurt him. And all the while he's saying, it's just you. Ah, it's just you. It's just you. You can't do anything to me if I don't let you. And that's the truth. Don't let him. He's, an enemy has done this. Leave the weeds. Leave the weed. Now, sometimes things happen that are so bad, you've got to get rid of it. You've got to pull it out. But submit it to the authority of Christ. Let him take that thing and throw it to the foot of the cross for him to do with as he pleases. But meanwhile, you trust in his mercy, his forbearance, his love for you, and his plan for you, and his desire that you be happy. Trust that. When you get tempted to go after others or go after yourself, you say, no, Lord, uh, just heal me. Heal me in the deepest wounds of places in my heart that are still wounded, that I'm operating out of and taken out on my family. Heal that so that I can be happy and free. And those people in my life that I'm supposed to love, I can love the way they're supposed to be loved. It's like my parents. Not rejecting me, but channeling that crazy energy into the appropriate direction that would only be possible through, through that, that, that love that Christ gave them in their marriage that they gave to me as their son. That's it. The devil is active and he's at us all the time and he goes after the jugular. He knows your stuff. You know, as I said, Father Mike Schmitz, he's a great speaker, 
priest up in Minnesota. Goes all over the country and talks. He said this recently in one of his podcasts. He said, you know, the devil doesn't want to win. I mean, he's, he's lost. He knows it. The devil doesn't want to win. He wants you to lose. He wants you to lose. So, prepare and plan. Uh, you know, be ready to love and to forgive and to be merciful and to practice forbearance and gentleness on yourself and others. All right? Do that. But at the same time, prepare for war. Prepare for war.